Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. start out by saying if you hear voices in the background my partner is also recording his podcast at the same moment that I'm recording this podcast so there's that totally cool I don't really care about sound quality but if you guys hear stuff that's why anyway so the first question is about human design and it says, how do I start living my design? I know my not-self theme and my authority. I would love clarity on where to start. I'm a 5-1 generator with emotional authority. Where to start is to definitely know your strategy. And honestly, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If you know your strategy and authority, that's all you need to be able to live your design. Everything else is supplemental so that you don't like freak yourself out. So... For you, the way you start living your design is by doing your strategy, actually experimenting with living in response. I'm actually paying attention to the fact that you have a sacral response. What does your sacral response feel like? Memorize what it feels like when your body is feeling magnetized towards something. Memorize what it feels like when your body is saying no. The more you memorize that and actually listen to your body, the louder the sacral yes and the sacral no get. It becomes to the point where like you know when your body is saying yes and you know when it's saying no. But your authority is an emotional authority and your authority is also going to be part of how you actually live out your design and as an emotional authority it's all about allowing yourself to feel your feelings and then don't make big decisions when you're feeling those feelings let the feelings do what they got to do they're going to download you with some wisdom the feelings will leave you'll have clarity and then you're able to make big decisions and that's how you live your design you just do it you just have to actually start practicing with living in response and allowing yourself to not make super big decisions when you're in an emotional place. But yeah, just getting out there and doing it. Let's see, what's a way to start hacking the matrix, especially when your ego or mind has resistance to it? And this, I guess hacking the matrix is what I call navigating the hologram. The only reason why I like changed the wording on that question is because hacking the matrix, I and mean, I know Jesse uses that phrase, and I'm not like against that, I'm not like downing it, but I personally don't like the phrase like hacking anymore because to me it feels like I'm trying to like stab into reality and like crack it open and make it work for me, and that is absolutely not what I am doing by navigating the hologram. And I just want to me like language is for me personally, language is like certain words mean certain things to me, so I just want to clarify why I say navigating the hologram. But the way to start navigating the hologram is by first understanding that it is a hologram. That's honestly the biggest thing is that when you think reality is super real, that's what your ego is having resistance to. It thinks you're going crazy. It thinks that you are making yourself not safe because it's like you're trying to like 
warp reality and that's not okay. You're gonna get us killed. You are insane. And so what can you do to help to feel safe with the idea that this is a holographic reality that responds to your inner world? What ways can you introduce those ideas to yourself that allows your ego and your mind to feel okay with it? You're not working against your ego and your mind. Your ego and your mind are your friends. They're, they're here to work for you. They support you. It's just that they're terrified of you being insane. And so how can you comfort your mind and your ego? What can you, like, what things can you introduce? Like, what evidence can you give your ego? So maybe by looking for moments in life where you're seeing how a certain situation is mirroring your inner world. When someone interacts with you and it feels triggering, ask yourself, like, am I feeling something? Was I feeling something inside before that is reflective of this moment that I'm having with this external triggering circumstance? Just look for the mirrors take note of whatever reality is mirroring something back to you and kind of just show your ego like, hey, so you see how you see how this is kind of weird, right? You, you see how this is a little bit of a holographic, maybe mirror world that we live in? Like, you, this might be the truth. Convincing yourself slowly but surely and working with the mind, working with the ego, not trying to crush it, not trying to overcome resistance. That, that's kind of an like a paradox overcoming resistance you're going to resist resistance but yeah so and and hopefully my tone doesn't sound like you're big dummy because i'm just saying this because it's literally me talking to myself so i'm not calling you a dummy it's just how i this is how i communicate i hope i'm not sounding offensive whatever anyway so the next thing is any cheat codes for being able to find your tribe let me backtrack to how I connected with my current friends. All right, so what I realized when I was, I just went back in time mentally to try to figure out how I did that. I stopped talking to people who didn't feel fun to talk to. I, I was just like, I'd rather be alone than talk to people that don't entertain me. And so because I like kind of moved them out of my life that created a vacuum for other people to pop up. It's kind of like I was telling reality like, oh, that's that's not quite what I'm looking for. So I'm going to drop these and I'm going to give you a chance to give me something else. And so knowing when you're not having a good time with someone and knowing when to detach from that person is definitely my first recommendation. And then life will give you opportunities to pop some people back in. Next question. Do you work with the godhead of your chart? This is a human design thing, by the way. So the godhead of your chart is one of the like secret conditioning factors of the chart. It influences you secretly and is one of the one of the one of the reasons why people are acting in their not self. I don't really get super into godheads because it's just, to me, it's like further complicating myself. And I, I, the simpler I can make my life, the better. So I try not to think about certain things. I know what it is. My godhead is Hades. And so conditioning for me usually happens because of thinking about like the mundane because the thing about Hades is like Hades is post death. And so like once you die, it's like, OK, well, what is this? Like, what are we doing here? Why? Why is any of this happening? And so for me, sometimes my conditioning comes from apathy. But yeah, so moving on, because I don't really think about godheads that much. TBH. 
Next question: How do you transcend the survivor's guilt that comes with recovering your power and joy right now? I'm trying to remember what survivor's guilt really feels like and how I transcended that. So give me a second. All right. So this took me a, like a long time to think about, and. The only thing I could really feel is that for some reason, like when I think about feeling survivor's guilt for other people, to me, I, like my brain's like, oh, survivor, survivor's guilt is pity. You're pitying them. You're pitying other people. And I don't know if that's really what you feel like, but that's what it felt like for me to have survival's guilt was to pity other people. And I understand that I don't need to pity anyone that pitying people is is not energetically what I am here to do because in, from my understanding of how reality works, if I'm pitying them, I'm holding them in that space of suffering rather than looking at them as an empowered being who is living in their own holographic reality. And so I guess my brain just decided to equate guilt, like survivor's guilt in particular, with pity. And I'm not about that. I guess like the the feeling that comes from survivor's guilt kind of reminds me of like you know when those what are they called the, the the like evangelists who go to Africa and they're like these poor poor children they need our help that's the energy that I feel when feeling survivor's guilt and that's not actually very helpful now that you've empowered yourself you have the power to share that this person's power comes from their internal world. So share that rather than sitting in survivor's guilt because it feels like, well, that's, I have to feel guilty because I'm feeling good and other people are feeling bad. Like that's just like, to me, like savior energy in my opinion. At least that's how it felt in my body. I don't know for you, but all right, next question. What are my thoughts on money and abundance? How not to have a lack mindset? So money and abundance have been my kryptonite. <laughs> and I'm still learning this, but it feels like I've made a big leap in my understanding of money recently. And I now equate money to this being it's an entity that has its own personality and its personality mirrors mine in my reality because my reality is a mirror of me and so when I'm looking at money I'm looking at my personality embodied by these numbers uh, I had to dissolve the idea that money was an actual like physical thing separate from my energetic reality I had to dissolve it into also being a holographic response to my inner world and in doing that, I was like, oh, OK, so money is me and I have certain personality traits. And for instance, like when people are super needy with me and they're like, I need your time, I need your energy. And they get like really attached. I get very annoyed and I'm like, I'd rather never talk to you again, please. I'm going to block you immediately. And so I'm like, oh, so my money does not like when I'm all needy. Got it. Cool. Also, like I am very finicky about my time. Like when it comes to showing up to things on time, like I'll, I'll get there when I get there. And so I'm like, oh, so money's like not in a rush to come to me. It's gonna get there like it's gonna show up and support and so I kind of look at my personality and I assign that personality to money as if it is an entity and a being that is love and also looking at money as like love as well was very helpful and how I'm in a loving relationship with money 
helped me a lot. And thoughts on how to not have a lack mindset. For me, I had to spend time understanding that I've always been safe. Like something in this reality has always kept me somewhat safe. And that is weird. Like no matter what I'm doing, I've always had some form of safety. And I'm like, hmm, there's some sort of like threshold that my body won't cross. Even before I was into the whole like holographic reality thing, I was kind of aware of the fact that like there's a certain point that I won't fall past like even if I had like five dollars in my bank account I would still be like I mean I know I have five dollars but I also know that somehow I'm gonna eat tomorrow and I don't really know how I know that and so kind of establishing and really leaning into those parts of yourself that have shown you repeatedly like you are safe you've been kept relatively safe the more you look at that the more the momentum builds so hopefully that is helpful And the last question, are your thoughts on life consistently changing? Well, I am an open head, open Anya in human design. And for any of the human design nerds out there, you already know what I'm about to say. And my thoughts are constantly changing. My beliefs about reality are always changing. It's it's I'll believe something for three hours and the next three hours. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. And I allow them to move and shift and be inconsistent. I don't expect myself to be a consistent thinker or believer or understander of how all this stuff works. I try to have like certain big truths I guess that can kind of stabilize me from periodically so like the fact that my mirror my my reality mirrors my inner world that's like the biggest thing that I come back to other than that I don't know (laughs) what's going on and I allow myself to shift with that To to me it's totally okay to have changing thoughts all the time I'm fine with it At first, I wasn't fine with it. I thought that, like, I had to stick to beliefs really hardcore and, like, think in a similar or a consistent way. But thanks to human design, I was like, oh, I literally can't. Fantastic. But yeah, that's all I've got. If you'd like a human design reading, you can do that on my website, pthefairy.com. If you want to submit questions, you can do that at pthefairy.com also, again. And just click the tab that says Cheat Codes with P podcast and click the one that says something about podcast question submissions and then if my instagram is at p the fairy and that's all i love you bye